Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe, your, sa your safe space to talk about anything paranormal, fringe, UFO, UAP, if you're fancy. Tonight, we're taking it to the paranormal side. We're going to talk about a, a couple of folk legends, urban legends. I don't know what you want to classify them as. One from Ireland and one from Mexico in the Southwest. And Tonight, I have Crystal Coral. She's a criminologist and a medium and has her own podcast called The Visitation Podcast. I do have her link in the description. And I just want to give a quick thank you to anybody listening now, later in the future, on another planet or in another dimension. Crystal, do you want to give a quick uh, introduction of yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Why do you care about um, spirits? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I talk to dead people. Um, no. <laughs> All in a nutshell. No, really. Um, so I'm a criminologist. My specialty is in human behavior. So I basically help you understand why a person does a crime that they do. Um, aside from that, I am a spiritual medium. So a psychic medium. So basically I'm able to do remote viewing. So the cases that I usually get are unsolved homicide cases. And I basically go into the scene of the crime and I see exactly what happened through um, the victim's eyes, essentially. And um, we go from there and we, we dissect the case. And as a criminologist, I have to remember that um, officers and people that I work for love actual evidence that they can have. <laughs> so that's why I use, um, that's why I work with spirit. And I also, I also use my own knowledge as a criminologist so we can bring the pieces together and form a big puzzle. So a completed puzzle. So yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Very cool. So again, she has a podcast, her link tree is in the description. Make sure you give her a follow on Instagram and on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we kind of got into a conversation about, uh, well, how do we want to talk about, so let's take it to the beginning. I'm, I want, I've been wanting to do an angels and demons series, but I didn't really know how to kick it off. And I know there's a lot of angel and demon videos out there, but Crystal had mentioned a long time ago that she, when her first child was born, she had seen this woman with long, dark hair and not in a spirit, not like a, like walking in the house, obviously, but like a spirit um, kind of like around her and her daughter and to me, it kind of reminded me of the legend that we hear as little Hispanic kids of La Llorona. <laughs> little so, Hispanic kids. So let's, let's go ahead and like table the La Llorona discussion. Um, they basically use it to scare us because we'll get into what that is. Um, but here we go. Fast forward years later. And somebody, did you make a comment about the dark haired lady on your TikTok? Or did yeah. you make a, or did some, or did somebody comment it? Or did you make a video about it? I don't remember how this all happened. Okay, so how all this like unfolded was that I forgot what freaking week it was, but everybody was talking about the black um, top hat man, right? The guy right. that wore the black top hat and everybody seen him around. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to make a video of if anybody has ever seen the, <laughs> the long haired woman that just looks, she's dressed like in white and she's just scraggly black hair mm -hmm. and she's looking at, you know, her eyes are glowing and she's like, you know, doing this. Um, mm -hmm. honestly, Priscilla, what color were her eyes glowing? So like, to me, they were glowing, like piercing red, like gold. Oh, red. wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. it's though, because 
literally before I hopped on, <laughs> I didn't even tell Jake this because I didn't want to freak him out. But I was like, I really don't want to talk about this because <laughs> it oh. freaks me out. No, 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 it really does. And um, and it takes a lot of me to really freak out. But because I still remember it as if it happened last night. Um, right. So I made this TikTok video basically saying like, hey, have you ever, you know, seen this woman? Yada, yada, yada. And then people just started flooding my comment section saying, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I've seen it when I had my child. And and yeah. you said too, Priscilla, like you had a friend that seen the same woman yeah. after yeah. she had her child. Yeah, and, like in the hospital hovering over her, like took yeah. her breath. <laughs> yeah. So like I had a very traumatic um birth with my daughter. Um and so I my I wasn't channeling. I was very in a very low, low state. And I will never forget it. When I came home from the hospital, um, I had Scarlett, my daughter, in the bassinet thing. And I was laying in bed. I couldn't – I can only be upstairs. Once I got upstairs, I couldn't move because, you know, C-section, you can't go up and down. Yeah. So I was upstairs, and I, my husband had fallen asleep. And then next thing you know, like, I could feel somebody watching me. And I woke up, and that's when I saw her. Like – Clear as day. And she looked, it was so weird because she was shape-shifting as like my mom, but not my mom. But her mm -hmm. hair, it was her hair that like freaked the hell out of me because her hair was just all like, it was like, it was like as it was windy, but it wasn't windy. It was just wow. like glowing. It was so wild. And her eyes were like piercing, um, like red gold. It was just her skin was like gray, like wrinkly gray. And she was wearing oh, like wow. this like long gown. And she was like, give me the baby. And I was just like, at first, my first reaction was under the cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like reverting back to how I was a kid when I saw like a really bad ghost or, um, or a demon. And then after a while, I was like, wait a minute, I am, I'm a mom. I can't hide away. And so I saw you know, my daughter sleeping on the bassinet. And then I was just like, okay, she's not going to take her. Like, she's not going to take her. And, uh, and she just said, give me the child. And she was trying to lean towards oh, wow. her. And so I was like, I know I said, go away, go away, go away three times with like determination and right. uh, like Jake. reverse Bloody Mary. Yeah, all right. <laughs> bye bitch, bye bitch, bye bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. Um, so after that, she just like, she, she went away. And, um, that was probably the second, the first time I saw her was with, with, um, Scarlett. And then the second time I saw her was when I was pregnant with Alex and Jake was deployed. And, um, and yeah, that's when Scarlett started having that weird nightmares and right. things that were happening. It was just really weird. Um, but yeah, that was like the most terrifying thing. And then that's when people started flooding with like uh, with their stories. Like they've seen the same woman. And they right. the people that have seen this woman have either had a child die or right. they have had a really bad traumatic birth. Yeah. And yeah, so I was just like, holy shit. Well, with, with, with Scarlett, I, I almost died, you know, because right. her heart rate was going low. And then I was like all over the place. That's um, crazy. Like yeah. we both had like a very similar experience with our first yeah. kids. Because remember, Arden's heart did that, and then I, my heart was going too. So, our kids try to kill us. Basically, they I still know. are. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it's just funny that we were all pregnant at the same time. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, that was the only time. But I think it was when you told me that your friend had saw it. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God. So I literally that the next night, I was so afraid that I was going to see her again. Um, so I did like a house spell. And I just, you know, cleansed the hell out of my house. And we were right. living in base housing at the time. And uh, we were living in base housing. And we were um, connected. Like the houses were connected. So I don't know. I was like, did somebody else see it? Or yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's mainly like my experience was. Um, yeah. So one of her, somebody commented on the video though, right from Ireland saying that they have a being in Ireland, um, called a banshee. So when Crystal had said, oh, well this, one of the girls that follows me said that, you know, that it might be a banshee. And I was like, holy shit, does, do you think that a banshee, I don't know anything about banshees. So I was like, do you think because like, a banshee a demon? Is La Llorona a demon? Um, because they both had similar things. And once I looked into it, um, they have so much in common besides like the whole drowning the kids thing. So let, let's get into like who both of these beings are. Um, do you want to talk about La Llorona? And if you guys look this up, it's La La Llorona. <laughs> oh my god sorry guys i'm slowly dying of the black lug over here so i'm just gonna be forever sick oh my god um, alex is on you hear a child saying open door that's not a ghost that's my child oh yeah yeah i i don't know <laughs> he's gonna break okay. in the kids try to pick the lock Arden yeah. tries to pick the lock now what he's trying to do I, I don't know what he wants and i yeah anyways if you want uh, to check on him it's totally fine Oh, you muted. All right, guys. So I'm going to talk about um, the Banshee while she's gone. So the Banshee is an Irish being, I'm going to say. Um, and it originated in the 8th century. And this is back when women would sing like laments of mourning. And they were called keeners. And they were paid by, they were paid with alcohol. So after somebody died, these keeners would come out and sing like these sad songs to, so they would sing these sad songs to, to mourn those that had died. But because they were paid in alcohol, this whole thing started saying like, well, they, they get paid with alcohol, they're sinners. So your punishment is when you die, if you were a keener, you would come back as a banshee and haunt like forever in purg in a state of purgatory. Um, some said she was a fairy, like a very evil fairy. And some said she was just a disembodied spirit whose scream was so loud that it was an omen of death. And some people, you know, would like pass out if they heard a banshee. Uh, some would know. It was also a warning that somebody was going to die in your family. So when the Banshee would do her scream, it was a warning. And But not all Banshees were bad. They were all connected to the family. And in Ireland, it said that each family has their own Banshee because it's usually thought to be like a person that is passed on. So Banshee's not really a demon, but that has... Well, I have a question at the very end of all of this um, to kind of tie that in. Um, she takes many forms. And she's either a beautiful, shrouded woman. I 
white dress, long red hair or dark hair, or elderly with silver hair and a long white dress. Um, there's some accounts of her being headless or this type of being being headless um, with a bowl of blood and topless. So, hey, let's party. Or an old woman with long hair and red eyes or a veiled woman kind of dressed like she's going to a funeral with long grayish hair. Um, some people said, you know, the other alternate kind of theory about Banshee is the ghost of a young girl. Um, it was a ghost of a young girl who died a really gruesome death and basically came back to seek vengeance on anybody. The only thing that she doesn't have in common with uh, La Llorona, which I'll have Crystal tell you about, is that um, she doesn't really come around when people have children. I guess every family has a banshee and some are good and some are bad. So, um, but they do have a lot of similarities uh, as far as like what they're wearing, the way they look and kind of like the scariness of it. And it, they also said, and when I was researching this, that most of the, in most cases, the banshee is not there to kill you. It's there to warn you that somebody's dying. And there's even positive banshee experiences, like comforting the dead and kind of ushering them into the next life. So that's another interesting thing. Uh, La Llorona does not do that. So, um, yeah. And then let me think of, there was one more point um, that I read about that was interesting. They, and it's in some place, some people think of their personal banshee as being like, or their family banshee being kind of um, like a guardian. So um, none of that happens with the other urban legend being that we're going to talk about. So, Crystal, do you want to tell them who La Llorona is? If you're Hispanic, Mexican, or you lived in the Southwest, you know who this is because we all got threatened with it. And uh, <laughs> it's scary. Oh, my gosh. So I'll be honest. Um, I didn't hear about Yala, whatever. Um, I can't even do it because like, yeah, you uh, <laughs> I haven't heard about her uh, until I was about seven or eight. Um, and it wasn't from like my my side of the family. It was from my my mom's like second husband's side of the family who was basically raised me. And um, they had fam we had uh, like cousins in San Antonio and I will never <laughs> forget it. So like where they lived was literally across the cemetery. And, um, you know, as like Mexicans and Hispanics, like we all party every effing day. So it doesn't matter. Like it's Sunday. Like if we always party every night. Um, so every time we would visit, we would always have a party. So all the cousins would get together and then, you know, all the grownups will go on the corner and then the children would like go, um, go to, you know, the other corner. And, <laughs> I remember I like one of my cousins was like, Hey, have you ever heard of Yeah, you know, Yorona? And I was like, No, what's that? Because I'm, you know, I was innocent. Uh <laughs> they're like, it's a woman that comes out at night if you stay out and if you hear her crying, it's because she's crying for her babies. And if she sees you out, she's gonna grab you and take you back into the water because that's where she drowned her babies. <laughs> it's just like what and of course you guys like, like any water <laughs> it, right? yeah, any water so we actually so above like there was actually like a lake or whatever a creek like <laughs> by the cemetery and perfect <laughs> and so like one of the one of the kids was like oh i've seen her 
she's right there. Like she's always there. I see her at night crossing, you know, the stream. Oh God. They were trying to scare you. Dude, but still, yeah. it works. It works I, when you're little. Oh yeah, it worked. Cause I was like, I'm never going to go outside by myself. So I was always scared. Um, and that stuck with me. Like I'll be 33 next month and that shit still stuck, sticks with me. And I'm yeah. Um, so basically it's the woman who drowned her kids. Um, and then now like she mourns them and trying to find them. If I'm correct, but there's like different versions. There's one yeah. That drowned her yeah. kids and then she drowned herself. And then there's yeah. the other ones that she drowns her kids and then she just like, she realizes what she, what she has done. And yeah. so like, oh my God, that's why she's crying, you know? Right. So when you hear her crying, you come out and if you're a child, she'll take you to the lake or to any water and she'll drown right. you. And then, yeah. So that's basically, that's like the Gugui version of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like that stuck with me and I'll never forget it. When I, when I asked my mom, like, if she ever, <laughs> she goes, did your cousins tell you that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's yeah. who we're talking about. Laura. Laura's asking who we're talking about. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So like that shit. And the crazy thing is I remember one night, oh, fuck, I think I was nine and I heard a woman wail outside. We were seeing at my cousin's nope. house <laughs> and I heard a woman wail and it could have been like about, I don't know, um, 12 and, and I hear, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that's her. And I just, I went, I felt I was like, put covers over my head. Yeah. Yep. That's the, that's the ultimate form of protection. For all you guys asking for spiritual protection, just bring a blanket and stick it on your head. Everybody knows that. Come on. Know, right? Hide your feet. Hide your toes. On, you know, don't have them dangling out. Yeah. Just... you cannot, If a toe's out, it's over. Yeah, you're done. They'll get you're getting you. your foot tickled. Um, so, yeah. I have our story. My story. When I first heard about it, I was about the same age. And my older cousins were taking us swimming. And it was time to get out because it was getting dark. And this is in my grandma's pool in, like, the city in Phoenix, you know. There's no natural water because there's the canals, you know, and pools. <laughs> so um, he's like, we got to get out. And I was kind of fighting it. And he was the one watching us. And he's a teenager, like 15 or 16. He's like, no, you got to get out or La Llorona will get you. And I was like, fell right into the trap. What? And he's like, yeah. And he told me the story that she was a crazy woman that drowned her kids and then regretted it. So now she tries to take other kids and kill them and drown them. So that's cool. Um, traumatized by that. I didn't want to be by anything at nighttime that had water. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, the two versions of it, you know, um, the the folklore meaning is the weeping woman or the whaler. Um, she was supposedly a beautiful woman that fell in love with a sexy ranchero, had two kids. She caught him cheating and got pissed and killed her kids. And then after she found out how guilty she was, she starts crying and kills herself. Um, and then the alternate theory is the kids were, were bastards and she was like side chick and she drowned the kids to avoid the Sancho wife from getting it, getting her kids. So yeah, but that's like a similar thing. She's been seen in a white dress, nocturnal wailing, long hair. She's also, people have tried to link her to the Aztec goddess, uh, Siwakotl, which is like a mother goddess or snake woman, but she's the, but the snake woman's not mean. So, so what I wanted to ask you was, cause I asked you, I was like, do you think that La Llorona is a demon? You're like, yeah, I think so. Cause she wants to kill people. 
So what designates a demon in your eyes? Is it the know. intent of a spirit or is this like a divine, like you were created a demon? I don't know. You know, it's so funny though, because we actually had this conversation on my way to the grocery store pickup. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I feel that because, so let's say she, you know, if she exists, because I, you know, people have seen her and I, I, I don't know, like when, when that woman has said, maybe that's, you know, the woman, the banshee that you saw could be La Llorona. And I'm like, could that be like, could, you know, like, is it a type of demon or spirit? Yeah. You know what so I mean? Like, to me, I think that what I saw, what I saw was a demon. Hands yeah, because because that still doesn't fit like both of these stories. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, like La Yorona comes where there's kids around, but she but doesn't hear like, pop into your house. Yeah, she doesn't like appear in your house. Yeah. Um, and like you didn't have a pool or any water nearby. And we were so. in Twenty Nine Palms. Come on. Yeah, there's a well, maybe. No, <laughs> not even. There's like the sewer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Maybe she travels to her. It's interesting because I feel like we still haven't found out who that woman is. And I'm, you know who I'm going to ask? I'm going to message uh, the demonologist guy I had on Nathaniel because he knows a lot yeah. of stuff. Um, and yeah. he has, he's kind of like said that um, demons are just like human spirits, basically. Uh, you know what? I will say that. So, okay. So people often ask, like, regarding – actually, Jacob had asked me, um, do you believe that all criminals, like the, like the really harsh criminals, can be redeemable, you know? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> like, they're, to me, they're not, you know? Um, and I say this because there's kind of – I don't know people have different, like, weird, like, um, beliefs, but I believe that the people that commit that the horrific crimes are demons, like – Demons are in people like they're, they, we all have choices in life and we have to choose, we you know what we do and the people who like commit, you know, the heinous acts, I believe that's full demon, demonic presence. Like they, they okay. chose that side. So, um, I totally agree with the demon. They chose the side, like they started kind of veering towards like a, like a more evil path, I guess, or a lower yeah. vibrational path. And this demon stepped in with the person. Because or like, like, not, like nobody's gonna come out of the vagina with like, oh no you know what I mean so they kind oh, of no. maybe like set themselves up for failure in a sense so basically they just like came up like with like we all have good and bad so coming up right. and I don't know it's very hard to explain but I actually have seen like um, humans that are demonic it's really yeah. Weird. Yeah, and I think that when you're like mediums like us, you'd see a lot of stuff like that. Like I'm not a practicing medium, guys, but I still – it's because I don't want to. I don't want to deal with – you know, not yet anyway. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, I've seen people that – like the look in their eyes, completely different. Um, they kind of like – I've seen people like shift, you know, um, and may, whether I'm seeing like what's inside of them, I don't believe that they're actually shifting like physically. I think that – I'm seeing what's inside them. I'm, and some people ha have seen physical like shapeshifters, but to me, like, I just know like how my vision works. And um, I think that I'm seeing like their internal demon, I guess. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I don't know. It's just really wild to me, but the crazy thing is that like everybody, 
that saw my video have been commenting and they've seen this woman before. And it's like, so we've all seen the same woman. <laughs> right, right. Like that's just weird. And I don't think that it's um I don't think it's connected to La Llorona. I, I, right, I don't right. Yeah, because even the more popular or the more well-known demons like a succubus won't I mean, she's not gonna come take the kids. She's gonna come try and seduce your husband or you know, something messed oh, up yeah. like that. So mm -hmm. um, but yeah. It's super. I was thinking about that earlier because of like I've been reading a lot, not a lot of like demonology stuff, but before on I was looking into some stuff, and I was like, I don't. This is just so many different theories behind it. Like, were they? Are the demons fallen angels? Are the demons a totally different creation? Um, are they just human spirits that are so evil and drawn to these horrible things that they you become that when they die? Do you know what I mean? Like the human part of them dies or something. So, all right, hear me out because I, I, you know, uh, I think it's so funny. I actually was thinking, I was like, oh my God, they're Dementors. <laughs> like Harry Potter. Sucking the joy. That's what they are. That's because that's, I mean, we've heard the term like psychic vampire before. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. They suck joy. They suck, I mean, the energy out of the room, even when you get people like that that have these attachments involved. Um, have you ever encountered, um, when you're doing mediumship, have you ever encountered a demonic spirit or um, even a human spirit that is so evil that you have to like pull away from the session or pull away from the channeling? Yes. Yeah. Can you talk about that or is that kind of like a secret or a classified information? Well, it depends on which one I want to talk about. <laughs> um. Hey, we can talk about that, uh, the house cleansing case. And I went to go and that oh, was- Oh, yeah, it. yeah, for sure. We'll just talk about that one. So um, there's a, a person, a woman comes into the sh a metaphysical shop that I currently give readings at. And she's like, I have a problem, blah, blah, blah. I feel like there is some demonic energy happening in my house. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I'm- I'm driving to her house with the intent of that I'm going to be dealing with a demonic presence. Um, so I'm like super armed up. I even, my, my husband even accompanies me. Um, and I arrive and it's absolutely not what I had in mind. Basically what she was dealing with was, was with an attachment spirit. So like she was visiting a loved one at a prison complex that actually used to be years ago an insane asylum for the criminally insane. And um, she had, she was kept walking through and she felt like somebody stuck to her. She didn't understand like what that meant. And then every time she would come back to her house, she would feel like somebody was always with her. Uh, so as she's telling me the story, I'm already seeing this man or this Thing. I it's just so weird because I don't like he's a man and I could see him, but like his face was just like crazy. Like it would just shift and it was just like I can't even explain because it, it looks so cartoon like. And then he, in his when I looked down at his head, it was just completely scrabbled. So that to me was like, okay, he's not mentally fit, like something's weird. Anyways, um, he kept telling me like the crimes that he committed, and he would still do it to this day. He he was not going to leave anytime soon. He loved terrorizing uh, the the person I was helping and also terrorizing the child, that the little girl that was in the house. And that was like his, in his waking life, that was his um, ammo. 
he was a child predator in his waking life. And so, but he was, he was, it, it was a lot. Like I felt sick. I, I even, as I was driving up there, I even knew something was waiting for me. That was going to be very bad. But that was a moment that I actually realized that this spirit was also demonic, but it was human. It was really weird. Like he wasn't going to cross over and he was kept pushing me out. I had a headache like nonstop while I was there. And as soon as I left the house, I felt better. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like what – so if there is just demonic spirits that were never human and they merge with a human spirit, um, do they ever separate? Like if you die with that spirit in you, um, does it ever separate? It's kind of creepy to think about. Do they um, – I think I've heard somebody use the term soul eater because they'll – yeah, I, I want to say it. I want to feel like I feel like some. I don't know who said it. I think Nathaniel said it actually. Um, he he described it like that at one when one of the things I was watching with him. But it's it's very scary to think about. Um, just all the people out there doing these atrocious things, and they're gonna die one day and be stuck here trying to keep doing that. You know what I mean? And what? So have you ever heard the term hitchhiker effect? No, what is that? Okay, <laughs> like, so oh that's what happened to her, yeah. So <laughs> hitchhiker effect is like you go to a haunted place basically or any place where there's paranormal activity um, and then all of a sudden like it follows you home. It like hitchhikes with you. Okay, so it's funny you say that because I always talk – It's I say it like – I say um, gum. They're like gum on a shoe. They stick. Right. I never heard the term hitchhiker, but of course I made the gum on a shoe like – yeah i didn't know about that no that makes sense because they are their energy is very sticky um because when i see people with attachments or um wounds inside like their energetic system it almost is like almost like tar so that's that makes sense too i just didn't know yeah like a tag along along. yeah like laura says yeah Yeah, so many people are afraid of that happening and as many places as you've been and as many spirits you've been you know around have you ever been in fear of bringing somebody home with you or when you're channeling somebody stepping in that you don't want to step in? How do you control that and how do you protect yourself so, from that? You know what? I get you're like the fifth person to ask me that. I love it. Thank you. Um, no, but it's funny though because uh, that's always the main question. Like if you're channeling all the time, how do you secure your space? Like how do you prevent the evil to open because basically you open the portal and you invite all beings. Um, remember I've learned my lesson. Uh, so I, I was pregnant with Alex and I accidentally let that woman in, um, the portal when I didn't close it and I didn't set an intention. So I always set an intention and I work with the stones and I make sure that I'm fully in the mental state that I can hold a space. Um, I'm also more careful now that I have kids here uh, because I don't want anything to attach to them. I don't want them to be influenced by anything or to scare. Um, But yeah, so I'm just, that's only happened to me once, but that was like a mistake and I caught that and I figure out what to do. Um, But now I don't think it has happened since because I'm very, um, very cautious and I work with Archangel Michael a lot. 
Okay, yeah. Um, a lot of people suggest him because it's the easiest thing to call on. Everybody's familiar with angels, um, you know. So, and it's and angels like that are non-denominational, so you don't even have to be Christian to use that sort yeah. of angel. Yeah, I only ask because yeah, a lot of people ask that. Um, or like if I'm going to like a place that I know is haunted, people are like, "You're not afraid something's gonna follow you back and all that stuff." So I'm like. No, not really. Um, Honestly, I think that your intention goes in a certain way. Do you know what I mean? Um, you see these yeah. people, ghost hunters, starting shit when they get there. They're antagonizing <laughs> the spirits. Of course, somebody's going to freaking scratch you. Like, I'd scratch you if you were talking to me like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Hands down. Like, yeah. No, with me, like, if when I went to New Orleans, um, haunted places, even my Airbnb, unknown to everybody that stayed there, was haunted. Uh, but they were very nice ghosts because they got me to first class. But um, when I went to those haunted, like, uh, what is it? The, the cemeteries, just so I can mm -hmm. look around. I set an intention. I was like, no one's following me today. I, I'm not I'm not dealing, dealing with anybody's shit. So, uh, yeah, that's like mm -hmm. always set an intention. So, basically, like, I actually have to talk like how I would talk with my kids. Like, no. Not – shielding everything keeping away right yeah yeah it's it's more simple than people think i think that you have to believe that you're able to do that for, for the beginning um otherwise you're gonna find yourself relying on outside objects when you don't really need anything because of your energetic system that you have this connection with the like you know the earth and sky and everything in between so yeah that's um i know somebody would ask that question listening like how do i protect myself or you know if there's these scary demons like banshees and you know angry la llorona moms trying to like drown their yeah, kids and drown yeah. you yeah oh that's funny yeah that's like how i would do just basically envision yourself in a bubble yep so i know how i would answer this but you answer this you're the guest how do you identify an angel how do you feel when you're in their presence so I know people have different um, experiences, but with me, how I know an angel's around, I feel very heavy, like a heavy armor kind of energy, but it's light. Um, I also feel very like, um, I wouldn't say anxious, but almost, I don't know how to explain it. It's so like indescribable. Uh, like healing, like if somebody gave me a really warm hug and I know that they're there, um, so comfort, I would feel extremely, extremely comfort comfortable working with archangels. However, I sometimes feel very exhausted afterwards because they take a lot of stuff from me and then I'm tired because they take, they take it away. Like the stress, they took on like the heavy stuff. So I don't have to deal with that anymore. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I know the heavy feeling and it's not heavy in a bad way, guys. It's like, um, to me is like, sort of like an over, not overpowering feeling but you can feel the strength of this being that's by you or around you it feels like it's all around you um and then yeah you it depends on what's going on like if if you're in a situation and they're trying to protect you it'll feel like a tough love type of thing if, yeah if you're in a situation where you're like rock bottom somebody fucking help me oh dear fucking oh trolls Oh my God. Block user. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. I got to block a troll, guys. So classy. Naked HD strips. Ooh. So hot. Oh, so. 
All right. Block. All right. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm pretty sure I blocked everything. Um, yeah, should be good. Okay, they're blocked. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't the Nazi guy coming back. There was like a horrible Nazi guy who came one night. Oh, that's charming. Online strips without clothing. Oh, my God. At least use punctuation. But, yeah, so there's our <laughs> troll for the night. <laughs> you go from angels to uh, some trolls. But, yeah, so you work on – you see a lot of – interesting visions right when you're going into so tell everybody what you do in your podcast because not everybody here knows this is like like my channel is a lot of ufo stuff so the paranormal stuff comes but not as often as like ufo stuff so what do you do what is your what do you do on your podcast so my podcast i work with um i literally work with investigators also i uh i'm a criminologist i'm getting specialties in human behavior um mental health uh, but I also like work with spirits who have passed, um, specifically like the cold cases, like unsolved homicide cases. That's kind of my specialty, um, along with uh, child exploitation cases, but I haven't gotten a child case yet, but I know Scarlett's been talking to somebody outside that's connected to the, um, connected to the Oklahoma Girl Scout. Uh, case that's yeah so that's another kind of scenario but basically what i do is i channel and when i channel i do remote viewing so i basically the spirit will allow me to go back into time and to see exactly what happened the day the time who did it and you know and we'll go from there i get names um i also get like actual like visual of them so what i do is that i understand that i can't legally say who they are because, you know, like liability. Um, so I will get in contact with authorities and then prove to them like, hey, this is what so-and-so said. And then we connect the pieces together because like, um, I always say like Virgos, they have to hold things. They're super knowledgeable, mm -hmm. but they're also very like, you, you can't say like, oh, I believe this is it. Like they have to have actual things. Um, similar to Amy Allen. Yeah, so yeah. And it's funny you say Amy Allen because I'm, <laughs> My cut friend, <laughs> my, my buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're actually been working on two unsolved homicide cases. So, yeah, that's been a little under wraps, which I actually, when I get around to it, my next episode will be this case that I'm working on. Um, but, of course, for legal reasons, I can't elaborate on a lot of stuff because ongoing, on, ongoing unsolved homicide cases, there's a lot of details I cannot say at the moment. But if you keep following, I will always give updates. Very cool. So how long have you been doing this specific work for? Oh, shit. Or um, even mediumship. <laughs> okay. Well, criminology, eight years. Um, eight years in crime and mediumship probably. Well, I was doing it unknowingly at the age of three and then um, stopped. And then I didn't pick up until how old was I, Priscilla? Like, what, 24? Was it... I think it was right before Scarlet or after Scarlet? It was before. It was when you had um, your son. Arden. So that is 2017. No, no, no. It was not. It was um, – was it 2017? Yeah, because you had Scarlet like a year later. No, I had Scarlet in 2017. So probably about like 2016, oh. 2015. No, we're in San Diego. I was still in San Diego, so it was probably 2015. Um, okay. 
but yeah, so working with other people with mediumships when I started doing it in 2015, um, and then that was working openly. Um, but as mediumship, I've been doing it all my life, but I ha hadn't been really open about it. Yeah. What is your best advice for people that sort of have this kind of gift and it's more sporadic than it is controlled? How, how would you, you know, what would you refer them to or what advice do you have for them? Because I know some people, more and more people's gifts are kind of like waking up right now. So more people are having these experiences that it used to only be like mediums would have, but I've met more people recently that have had more paranormal experiences around deceased loved ones or just spirits in general. So my first advice would go see Amanda. <laughs> oh, that's right, Amanda. Yeah, I need to link her episode because she was on here. Um, I don't know if you guys saw when Amanda Lynette Mater came on. Um, but yeah, I'll link her episode in the description. She was one of my mentors. So uh, yeah, love her. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I would just say like learn how to do like mediumship exercises. You can basically do like those memory cards. Like you play it, like the matching cards, just flip them over and then figure out like where is, where do you feel, you know, a card is. You know, right. it's so funny though, because I loved doing that game as a kid. Like I loved it. That was the only time my mom knew I could shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I would play that game in the corner and I would get really, really good at it. And I didn't know that I was actually practicing like my abilities. Um, and then just learn how to shield too, because sometimes when you start becoming open, you may feel like uh, a little overwhelmed. It just, it happens to learn it. Learning how to shield is also my next, um, you know, Thing. All right. Yeah. So those are some great advice, but I will put Amanda's, uh, I'll put her website in the description too, because she has tons of like affordable eBooks for people just starting out and classes. And she does like a monthly class um, membership too, which it's, and it's not really like that expensive. Um, so Crystal, how did you start? Um, Laura wants to know how you started being a public medium, like being a medium publicly or working as a medium. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, like how long have I been doing that? How did you start? Like what, what oh. was your transition from doing it like, you know, for friends and family versus doing it how you are doing it now? Um, how did I do it? Uh, okay. So <laughs> my husband's, my husband was, uh, we were stationed in San Diego and my husband's an officer and I said, Hey, uh, <laughs> He's an officer in the Marine Corps. And I said, hey, how would you feel if a lot of people and your CEO found out that I was a working medium? I would, you know, give readings. And he was like, sure. <laughs> and I was like, that wasn't exactly the kind of, okay. And I took it. I was like, okay, he's not going to care. So I, I knew he wouldn't have cared. I just needed that, like, confirmation. Um, it's always good to have support. So, yeah, it, Basically, I had to like, I had to basically come to my own senses and not really care what other people thought of me, and that's how I was pretty open about it. I literally posted something on Facebook or I don't even know what publicly, and I said, "Hey, I'm weird, and I talk to dead people. Here's my story." Yeah, yeah. I lost well, a lot of friends, but for good reasons. They weren't. They yeah, weren't my they're not going to accept you. Then they don't need to be around. Yeah, Laura. Um, 
she's interested in teaching. Yeah, Laura, hit up Crystal um, on Instagram because I put yeah. her information there because that's that's a more of like a conversation for you two to have on the side. But yeah, um, Laura's awesome. She's actually going to be on on Friday for like my experiencer uh, segment oh, nice. with uh, my friend Steph from UIP Experiencers. But hello, everybody that just joined now. We have Kat, Laura, Felicia, Steph. I saw Carolina in there. I see all my all these people are so awesome. They're so supportive. They're always here. Thank you uh, to the Naked HD guy for coming in momentarily and <laughs> getting blocked. We got to have a good spam. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. So, what are you doing next? We're coming up on 45 minutes. And uh, do you have anything you want to add to the conversation? Like, is there anything that we missed? Like, who do you think? Do you think that that lady is a disembodied spirit of a person? Or do you think she's some sort of weird demonic interdimensional, like, thing just wandering the earth and popping into women's homes that just had kids? Dude, I don't know. Like, so... It's so funny you say it like interdimensional, like, you know how I feel about, you know, space. Yeah, but the spirit like, world's interdimensional, right? But, well, okay. Like, it's um, another dimension. <laughs> well, it's I not know. literally like up in the sky. It's like another dimension. The way that I see it actually helps me sleep at night. Uh, but I don't know. Like, it's just really weird. What I don't, what I actually want to understand is how the fuck is all of us seeing the same woman? And not a lot of people are talking about it. Quantum teleportation. And also, yeah, I just want to know why she knows that people are having babies and she needs to go haunt them. Like, is she is she there, like, at the, the waiting room or, like, during delivery? I, like, I don't know. It's still – it really – it really freaks me out. Um, yeah. I had some of my friend Jordan to watch it. She's the one that saw yes, the lady. Yes, yes. Um, so I don't know. That's like kind of like my, I don't know, my question. But another thing is that we, I, so I got this really weird TikTok thing. Um, it was called, it's called like leaping, um, like into different dimensions, like while you're in, I don't know. It's really weird. And I don't know how I landed that, but landed in there, but you'd be proud. Um, so could I understand spirits like leap into different timelines, you know, because that's what they're able to do. Uh, but if she was to take a child, like what would happen? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's, I mean, we have scenarios of people disappearing all the time and we don't know what happened. You see, and that's the thing. Yes. And so, like, people disappear, and then it's like, where the fuck do they go? Yeah, but there's, but the people that there's like no evidence. Have you ever, have you watched that documentary, Missing 411? Oh, no, I have not. Oh, my God. You have to, because it's all weird disappearances. Like, like these guys were like camp. That's a book, too, but it's all in national parks. And you would think, so, like, one of the stories is these guys are hunting with their dad, and this is like a yearly trip. Their dad's not senile. He's not. He's of sound mind, and they're and they do this thing when you're hunting, like people spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, the dad just disappears from his spot, and it's not like him to do that. There was no evidence of like an animal attack, like no blood, nothing, no cry, no scream, nothing. So stuff like that happens, and it's like, where did they fucking go? Or like, remember the dude I was um, when I did the clubhouse talk 
about Randy Roscoe out here um, in Kentucky. He disappeared yeah. by Mammoth Cave. There's not nothing was left. There's no evidence of animal. I'm sorry. Like if an animal fucking attacks you, there's gonna be blood. Or if you're in a group of people and they're only like six, ten feet away and you're attacked, you're not gonna scream. It's just it. It blows my. I don't know. Like it's. <sighs> so all right. So funny you said that because so, like you've heard of alien abduction, right? But what about spirits abducting or demons abducting? I mean, didn't one of the angels take out one of, I forgot who, up to heaven? Like, he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> he can die. He basically, like, Whoop. oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't even know his name. It was Sandalfin. Was it? Was it, it was, him? Um, he turned into Sandalfin. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So I can't like, think of the guy that got abducted, but it's a dude <laughs> in the Bible. But he turned into a badass archangel. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, are, are all these disappearing people turning into badass angels? Like, you don't know that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, my that's just like questions I I think about. Like, do you, can can we disappear into other dimensions? Like, uh, uh, another one. Hey, I know. I just blocked them. Um, like, I just think that like. If people are talking about jumping into different timelines, like timelines exist, like let's go down that rabbit hole for a bit. Timelines exist. So if spirits are hopping into different timelines and they take somebody like, or demonic takes somebody and like, it's just, it's weird. Like whatever this woman is, if she ended up taking a child, where would the child go? Would the child be, the body be like, deceased or would the body disappear like yeah i don't know um that's one of the things that's why that it's so creepy when stuff like that happens and there's like so many cases and there's a lot in the national parks too which is super weird yeah jason wanted to go do the national park to go um camping oh he wants to go he wants to fly up to um the devil's mountain whatever oh yeah tower yeah, yeah does he um does he climb yes but he wants to fly okay yeah well, i guess that's what oh, i don't know i you know jake's the pilot and stuff and i i'm supposed to trust him but <laughs> I, I don't know how you feel about that yet well your cat uh, says i've never heard of spirits that can hop time well think about it like we're, time is only on this dimension the way time what causes time is like our gravity, the way the earth rotates, the way the planet yeah, moves, so like, like in the next dimension, that they don't play by the rules. And what if there's not time? And that's one of the theories is there isn't time. It's like this omnipresence of every spirit. So they can just kind of move around. Or if you're in the other dimension, like the astral or whatever that people call it, um, it's time is very different. There's still some sort of time, but it's like, you know, like in your dreams, you're hopping around, you're like, oh, but it was yesterday and then it was tomorrow in the dream and stuff like that. But yeah, they can do that. Because you get to think they're not, like, bound by our rules. They're not bound by gravity like we are. Just think of entanglement. A lot of people think entanglement is kind of like the answer to all that. Yeah, Laura, I need to. Um, we were planning on it. We yeah. definitely are. Um, now, Jake wants to buy land out in Montana, and I'm like, nice. <laughs> like, all these people are disappearing, and all these cases I've been getting, I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> I mean, you might be better off out there away from everybody. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah. Cities scare me now. After not living in like big cities, 
Like, well, you know, I'm right outside of Houston and I just yeah. like, I absolutely hate this location. And it's funny. It's like, it's not funny. It's just scary because this is like the big trafficking hub. A oh, lot of wow. people don't understand that. And so, you know, that's also part of my other specialty is in human trafficking and also child exploitation cases. Like I took in grad school, I took on like the worst case ever. The only things I would never touch is animal cruelty cases. That makes me sick. Yeah, that's. I, that's it's funny. It's like Jake was like, you can take the children cases, but you can't take the animal cases. And I was like, I know. I know. Well, you're trying to like, think that, you know, there's a different kind of justice and you have to be a certain type of person to take certain cases. You know what I mean? There's people out there that won't do kid cases. I mean, if you're working, then you have to do whatever comes your way. Like if you're working oh, yeah. in a precinct, right? But um, if you're doing like independent work, then you get to study what you want to study and do the cases you want to do. Yeah, that's what – I don't know. But I – you know how I feel about this area, so. Yeah. Well, go to Montana. Get the land. Get the land. <laughs> you can build your dream house there. Well, so we're actually moving. We were planning on moving, so. To Montana? No, D. We're going to buy another house out here. <laughs> and then he wants to buy – he wants to own, like, houses in Montana and houses in Florida. And I was like, geez, Louise. It's like, Florida? Really? <laughs> Wait, when did Jay become a mil- – Jay- oh, my God. I just called your husband Jay. Oh, my gosh. Jake, Jake I got half of it right. When did he become a billionaire? Uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, land guy. <laughs> a land guy. Yeah. Uh, I go from Zero to Beach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, it's just what I, I, I also don't like Florida laws. So I'm like. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. You know, it's hard to find where you want to settle forever. And I know like a lot of people um, want to. Yeah. A lot of people like staying where they, they're from, but if you don't, if you're like military, you've been traveling, you're seeing all these different places, it makes it hard to pick one place. Well, Christian, you came at the end, but we are talking about, we were talking about um, two kind of like, uh, what would you call them? Like urban legend spirits? Yeah, like, I guess so. Like folklore. Um, I know because the Banshee is considered folklore. Um, kind of like, you know, like, or, and then I, I think La Llorona is kind of more of like an urban legend because it feels like it's got an urban feel still. <laughs> um, but then we were talking about what Crystal does from um, criminology and mediumship. So, yeah, but we've only got a couple minutes left, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the, the replay will be up like pretty much after, right after this. So w- do you have any closing thoughts? Where can people uh, find you? Um, do you have any other like lives coming up or anything like that? So I don't have any other lives um, coming up I because, you know, this week's going to be kind of crazy. But I do need to get a case up. It's a, a West Virginia unsolved homicide case. We can't find – well, we have – we can't find the body. <laughs> but Crystal knows where the body is. Um, but that's all I'm going to say about that. But – that case will be featuring on my podcast, The Visitation. You can hear it anywhere you hear your favorite podcast. And if you have any questions about like mediumship and crime, or you know, you have cold cases that you want me to take a look at, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram, or you can send me an email at the visitation podcast at gmail.com. Very cool. Christian, that'd be cool to see. You can send it to either of us. I'll get it to her or he says he has um, spirits evidence. So yeah, hit us up on the side. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you to everybody listening now or later. I'm going to apologize about my voice. I'm getting over something that won't go away. Um, we think it's black lung. No, it's really not. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't feel sick. Just I want to cough all the time. And then we're like, is it allergies? So I might be okay. I might be having black lung. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening. Bye.